Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Welcome to the Omega Particle. I am your gracious and humble host, Jonathan Wiegand, with talent on loan from God. Welcome to the show today. We are streaming across the fruited plains that is the Alpha Quadrant. And today we're going to be going into another species kind of episode, but it's going to be unlike the ones we've done in the prior episodes and the prior species. We've done one on the Borg and the Klingons, but this is going to be completely different. It's a one-hit wonder, one episode. And yes, today we are talking about the Cardis, the Spoonheads, as Chief Miles O'Brien would call them. And is that a derogatory term, Luna? It's a fictional race. Does that matter? Okay. <laughs> but um, anyway, so it's good to be back. Sorry about the delay. I actually, um, if, if my voice sounds different, this is why I actually like injured some of my vocal cords and my my neck muscles because I was, um, long story short, stifled the sneeze the wrong way, which I've never done um, randomly. And it's it's kind of caused me this big, long recovery period. And so try not to get into too much talking for long periods of time so but it's good to be back i'm all healed up praise the lord and we are gonna go strong and hard after these cardassians but before we get into the episode i want to do a huge shout out absolutely humongous shout out and i actually recorded an entire product review episode about this but um it just it just did it fell through because <laughs> i was not in the my voice was not in the shape to, pro- to produce that but um to deep forest productions to wolf there amazing, amazing products. Definitely check it out. It's at deepforestproductions.com. Um, he actually, we connected on Instagram and actually sent me some of his like amazing home. I shouldn't call it homebrew. It's a business, but he actually sent me some of his um, Romulan ale and Klingon blood wine that he brews and produces. And I've got to tell you, <laughs> that stuff is off the chain. It was amazing. I know he's getting his um, his stores up, so I would definitely reach out to him. That's, again, Deep Forest Productions. You can find him on Instagram. Um, I've shared his stuff multiple times on my profile. Definitely check him out. I'm going to put his information in this episode tag, so you can definitely um, go to his website, follow up. I highly recommend the Romulan Ale. It was amazing. And the Klingon wine was interesting. It was very interesting, but it was very good. I'm not really a wine person. But I definitely will always keep these. These are the pride and joy of my alcohol collection. It's it's a great piece. If you're a Star Trek fan, I highly recommend them. And he even came with great like um, recipes and how to mix it with certain stuff. And it was it was absolutely amazing. So shout out to Wolf there. Want to do a huge shout out to. I know some of you may not be in the crypto game, but huge shout out to Safe Moon. We've been talking with Safe Moon. Possible sponsorships coming up. So keep out and look for them. But they are. It's a it's a new form of cryptocurrency that um, definitely is going after the unbankable. So check them out. I think I own what's that? Hundred million? Oh, the IRS might be listening. Ten million? Yeah, ten million <laughs> or something like that. So I'm heavily invested, and um, but again, that's not financial advice. Do not take that because this is a Star Trek podcast, and we're about to get into the caddies. So let's roll it, Luna. It's been long enough. Let's hit it. 
Okay, so you may want to thank me before we get way off into this Kardashian thing. You may want to actually thank me because, or you may want to hate me. I don't know how you're going to take this because you'll probably want to do another rewatch of Deep Space Nine after this. Now, Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek, Star Trek show of all time. I'm actually just finished Tears of the Prophets, the last episode of season six, which we all know what happens. No spoilers. But can it be spoilers? Because it's been out for like 20 some years. About to hit season, season seven. And as I've been going through this rewatch, I've hit some notes and I'm like, I need to make an episode about this because this is actually very true. And I've never thought about the Kardashians that way. And not, not the Kardashians, the dad that was OJ's lawyer in the 90s. <laughs> and then now all the crazy daughters. I'm talking about the Kardashians. And we're keeping up with the Kardashians with a C. And I mean, even going in a little bit of a deeper level, and this might actually be kind of controversial, but it, and it's true the more you think about it, in my opinion, my humble opinion as the anchorman of the Federation, that the Cardassians are the most fleshed out race in Star Trek, whether you like it or not. I mean, if you think about it's it's far more than the Klingons, the Romulans, the Vulcans, Changing, Bora Frank, whatever. To me, they are the most fleshed out. Now, if you haven't seen DS9, you're like, Jonathan, you're wrong. But in the words of Jonathan Frax, not this time. You're wrong. A writer made it up. It's pure fiction. Well, before I get into defending that statement fully, um, I mean, in prior episodes, I've done a full breakdown of Cardassian civilizations and the race and, and the art and the literature and all this kind of stuff, which Cardassians has great, as we know from Garrick. And I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to tell you why. I'm just going to get into the nuances of it, post the nuances of the Cardassians, and not really get into a deep, heavy, two, three, four episode long breakdown, maybe in the future. But for right now, let's just keep it sweet and keep it simple. However, why did I say that? It's because each of these Star Trek races were intended to be a one-dimensional extreme of manifestations of the human characteristics. Now, think about that. that one-dimensional extremes of the human characteristics. I mean, you have the Klingons, which are our aggressiveness and our tenacity, you know? And then the Romulans are cunning and like almost like the USSR of the 80s and the Balkans are their irrational objective and and the changelings are the, are the bullied who became the bullies. <laughs> and the Borg are just all-conquering, non-stop, all-consuming. The Ferengi are those evil capitalists, greedy, greedy capitalists. <laughs> and I mean, think about it, just pulling one from example, like the Romulans. And they were supposed to be like the one extreme that was supposed to have the strongest example of that, you know, that they were cunning and and they were just our, our just complete opposite of the Federation, the complete opposite of the future of humanity. But even though they're one of the most oldest villains in all of Star Trek, and supposed to be, like I said, supposed to be the dark side of humanity. We really don't know very much, you know, about Romulan culture. They're very secretive. And there's very few mem like memorable Romulans. Like, of course, there are some a handful of good episodes, like when TNG, like when Spock is going to Romulus and he's trying to get the Romulans back into um, unification with Vulcan. And But still, like, it's really not fleshed out as if you actually sit down and think about it. And that's just one example. But, and if I went through each of those, I mean, there's examples for each, like especially Ferengi. Ferengi are very fleshed out, but not so much as the Cardassians. And I think it's just 
each race is meant for the audience to look at one or two aspects and that's it. And that's in my opinion. So it's, but to me, just like all those other races, it's very hard to put the Cardassians into such an easy box. They're so complex and so multifaceted. And this is where I'm getting at. And if you don't believe me, I'll have my sources here. And the episodes where this really becomes exemplified is DS9 Season 1, Episode 18, Duet. Season 2, Episode 5, Cardassians. Season 2, Episode 18, Profit and Loss. Season 3, Episode 5, Second Skin. Running it down. And in these episodes, you really get to see the very complex political and, I mean, even the social situation on Cardassia. And these are, this is monolithic people represented by the state. Like, I mean, it's kind of not what they do on Ferengi and Ferenginar, where it's just, well, you have the, you have the Nagus, and then you have the, the people are going after profit, and then you can buy a moon, and then you can sell weapons in the hologram, and boom, boom, boom. Like, it's just, that's very nuanced. Boom, greedy. They all care about profit, rules of acquisition, that's it. And uh, I mean, you could even argue like, okay, the women movement that they try to squeeze in DS9, that's fine. But, I mean, it's not as complex. I would even argue even the Ferenginar women movement is nowhere as not as complex as what is going on in Cardassia and the revolution on Cardassia. I mean, they have descendants. They have anti-government activists. They have people who want revolution. They have high-ranking military officers who want regime change. And in these episodes, over the course of DS9, Cardassians were shown to be diverse and difficult to fully describe as humans are like we're there's to my, in my opinion, it's supposed to be this mirror just to, sh- to show how we really are too. We're not a simple box type of race. Humans. We're very complex. We're very, you can't just, some are good, some are bad. No, it's, it's, it's not as easy as the other Star Trek races. The sad part is I can't help but think, and just, just my humble opinion as a podcaster and as an accountant these episodes are especially heartbreaking because of the crap and the big reminders that are going around in the world today. Like Mir- Miramar, 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 like Miramar and the government military coup of the government. Now I don't, I'm not going to go into that, but um, it shows that this stuff is always ongoing in the human race. And I mean, if I was close to someone in Miramar or around someone in Miramar or in Miramar, I think it'd be difficult to watch the Cardassians, to have this state controlled, or even China, China, to, to have this massive state that controls what you say, what you can do, and you have to meet in silence. Like, I've even seen some people compare Cardassia to um, fascist Italy, you know, in World War II, or the, even the Third Reich for an extreme. I mean, that's a great comparison, especially with the occupation of Bajor and how they treated and experimented. And we'll get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But, I would disagree that Cardassia is just a third world, quote unquote, military dictatorship on present day earth. I think it's a little bit more complex. Now the third Reich comparisons like it was going on, come on strong because like I said, the occupation of Bajor and all the evil things that they did to the people of Bajor, like the labor camps and then the experimentations that we learned about in Voyager. And I mean, even for me, I always felt that DS9 showed that relationship as a metaphor, you know, for the, for how the Jews and the Nazi Germany were going over. Like it's this, or any, um, genocide, you know, the Christians and the Armenians, 
in the World War One. Like it's it's all it's a great metaphor for genocide and and also forgiveness and reconciliation between two peoples too. Ideas Nine is amazing writing, and that's why I think that's sci-fi at its best, bringing in the real world and telling stories without being oh, bludgeoningly over your face, you know. And I mean, like I meant, um, just the side trail. Like I think it's in Voyager. What's the name of the episode, Luna? Um, Voyager season five, episode eight. Nothing human. Um, the episode explored the story of the Cardassian doctor, Krell Mosat, and how he came off as a practical doctor, and he just had a vast amount of knowledge of ex- alien exobiology. And then we learned that he got all this knowledge because he experimented on Bajorans. I mean, this reminds me a lot of my World War II history buffs out there, Unit 731, and what they did to, I'm not going to get into that, get into the victims of World War II there. But again, like, this is what I think, not a third world dictatorship, but definitely a dictatorship, especially um, that we've seen in, around the world before. Like, remember the episode trial with when Biles O'Brien was, um, he was already declared guilty before he, he even, like, went on trial technically, and he had no um, defense, and he was just going to be sentenced, and that was all he could do. And the whole thing was a show trial just for him to apologize to the state and plead mercy on top of the state. and. Um, I mean, it just seems like, yeah, like their whole system represents like this kind of this quasi dictatorship almost of the state, a very powerful state, more in line, I think with the USSR and China, modern day China than we would have with, um, the Romulans in the eighties, you know, this is me. I mean, even in uh, speaking of like, I mean, if you even go even deeper, like the obsidian order of the Cardassians. And if you don't know what the obsidian order is, it's kind of like their modern day CIA. Like no one wants to talk to the obsidian order or, or KGB. That might be better. Everyone's scared of them and they don't want to be interviewed by them. And you might disappear if you're in their custody and no one knows what happens to you. And, and you gave even more deeper, like to me, especially in Cardassia, the obsidian order has more power and influence than even the quote unquote elected parliament. I mean, their agents could be anywhere they could be selling you fruit they could be anybody they could be even a simple tailor (laughs) who is hemming pants and speaking in half truths like you just don't know and it reminded me of the torture scene in the episode chains of command and it's just almost too real like in our own secret facilities do the same and um, going back to the O'Brien trial, lastly, I mean, the Cardassian system was not something the writers creatively came up with, you know. It was just a merely a like, depiction of how the justice system works in these, like, small, petty dictatorships. But, I mean, if you, like I said, if you're arrested for political reasons, the authorities have already decided what's going to happen to you, and it might as well be the same on Cardassia. And again, I'm saying all this and reminding all this is, like, the Cardassians are show us the worst part of ourselves and to me how important free speech is and how important our justice system is no matter how much it is flawed you know no matter what political party you you get with or anything like that it's free speech is so important and whenever i get into these cardassian episodes or they're dealing with torture scenes like with picard and there are four lights and all that to me it just shows how important and how quickly 
our system could turn into that, sadly. Ultimately, I think that's why a lot of times our systems, we completely reiterate that our rights come from God and not government because then nothing can take them away. Post, it isn't a complete declaration of faith. An atheist can say that. The whole point that the founders of the Constitution put that in there was so that nobody can take them away. We're saying they're inalienable. And I think there's an amazing, that's an amazing, I think that was world changing, history changing to actually say that, is that nobody can take these rights away. They're born inside every human being across the planet. And again, we kind of got in some dark spaces here today, but I think it's good to kind of look in and see the worst part of ourselves. And I think that's what Cardassia and Cardassians do is that they're showing us a mirror of ourselves that like, look, we can be very quickly. Our governments are dictators that our governments can easily turn into this. Freedom is only one generation away from deteriorating. So keep that in mind. And like I said, didn't mean to get political, (laughs) but uh, I've had a few drinks in me. Not going to (laughs) lie, but uh, I just want to wrap that up and say, yeah, Cardassia is some of the most fleshed out because it's, again, a huge mirror to humanity as opposed to these one-dimensional other races that we get. And, I mean, there's some Cardassians we absolutely love, like Garrick and Zial. Like, Zial to me is like the pure Cardassian. Like, she is, there's no wrong, there's no evil, but she's also half Bojoran, so we're not going to get into that. But (laughs) um, it's just you can't fit them into a box, and I think that's a perfect representation of humanity. You can't fit us into a box. We're not one-dimensional. And that's all today. Thank you so much for listening. Let's roll, Luna. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And remember, check out that link in the episode description today. Check it out. Great products. I highly recommend them. And I'm excited for what's coming up in the next few weeks. I think, uh, I think we're, yeah, we're going to go into a little bit of the, the DS9 drama now. We've done kind of a heavier Star Trek episode. Get out of that a little bit. And uh, talk about what's happening in the world of Star Trek. And I'm happy, so happy to be here. And I just want to say thank you all for listening. Again, you can hit us up on our Instagram at Omega Particle Podcast, on Facebook, on uh, Twitter at Omega Particle underscore. We're all over and I um, love talking to you guys. And always remember, second star of the rain, straight on till morning.